Congress votes to avoid a government shutdown, but the move could still impact Pentagon contracting and other military initiatives. Produced by Defense News and Military Times, this is the Early Bird Brief. Each morning, we bring you the defense and national security news of the day. No drama, no delay, no government shutdown. And the Pentagon failed its audit, again. I'm your host, Jonathan Lairfeld. Today is November 17th, 2023. A quick note, be sure to tune in on Monday for an episode about the Air Force's new parental discharge policy. It's intended to make it easier for those who need to leave the military because of childbirth, but airmen say the policies are backfiring on those who need it most. First up, a short-term spending bill will keep the government open and running through early next year. The Senate approved the plan late Wednesday, sending it to President Joe Biden for his signature. On this vote, the yeas are 87, the nays are 11. The 60-vote threshold having been achieved, the bill is passed. The plan funds military construction through January 19th and the rest of the Defense Department through February 2nd. The House voted to pass it earlier this week. I have good news for the American people. This Friday night, there will be no government shutdown. Thank you. Because of bipartisan cooperation, we are keeping the government open without any poison pills or harmful cuts to vital programs. A great outcome for the American people. A quick refresher, this is the second short-term funding bill, or continuing resolution, Congress passed in two months, freezing budgets at the last fiscal year's level. The short-term funding bills cascade delays in Pentagon contracting and can punt scheduled training to later dates, but they at least avoid some of the most disastrous impacts caused by government shutdowns, which threaten troop pay and furlough most civilian workers. If lawmakers fail to pass a full defense spending bill, the Pentagon could face a year-long continuing resolution for FY 2024. Here's why it matters. The lack of a full defense spending bill for the first four months of the fiscal year will hamper Pentagon contracting as the Defense Department seeks to accelerate it. Defense officials spent the week warning publicly that programs from shipbuilding to Air Force procurement to the Wilton Munitions Industrial Base will be harmed. Inside the continuing resolution is a rare exemption that allows the Navy to begin building the second Columbia-class ballistic missile submarine before Congress passes a full FY24 defense budget. The Navy requested this carve-out to keep the program from falling behind an already tight schedule, which could potentially create a nuclear deterrence gap. The Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition and Sustainment said at a defense summit this week that continuing resolutions have a devastating effect and can lead to layoffs within the defense industry. If Congress ultimately fails to pass a full fiscal year 2024 defense budget, the May debt ceiling agreement mandates that a full-year continuing resolution with a 1% cut from fiscal year 2023 spending levels goes into effect. The short-term measure Congress passed this week does not include the White House's nearly $106 billion request for wartime aid for Israel and Ukraine, as well as humanitarian funding for Palestinians and other supplemental requests. Lawmakers are likely to turn their attention more fully to that request after the Thanksgiving holiday in hopes of negotiating a deal. In 
In other news, for the sixth year in a row, the Defense Department failed its annual audit. But the result is not a surprise. The Pentagon's assets are vast and decentralized, amounting to $3.8 trillion alongside $4 trillion in liabilities. These are located in all 50 states and more than 4,500 sites around the world. Here's why it matters. The Pentagon began auditing itself in 2018. It was the last department to do so after Congress required the practice across the government in 1990. Since then, the Pentagon has solved some of its easiest accounting problems. Now, change each year is more incremental. If there's change at all, that is. Last year, auditors only rated seven of the nearly 30 sub-audits as clean. This year, too, there were seven. One other was rated as qualified, the next step down in accounting jargon. Three more audits are still ongoing. The remaining 18 were given failing grades. Pentagon officials have tried to reassure the public there is progress, despite the same top-line rating. For example, Comptroller Mike McCord said there is movement toward a resolved fund balance with the Treasury Department. And increased use of automated programs for some tasks frees up accountants for more important work. A full half of the Defense Department's assets still don't meet auditing standards. Also on your radar for today, though a quick heads up to listeners, this story discusses the topic of suicide. The suicide rate among veterans rose slightly in 2021, according to estimates released yesterday by the Department of Veterans Affairs. That's the most recent year for which state death data is available. Suicides among veterans were up 1.8% from 2020 to 2021. The totals had dropped each of the two years before the 2021 reversal. An estimated 17.5 veterans died by suicide every day in 2021. That's the second lowest rate since 2007, but still translates into nearly 6,400 preventable veteran deaths that year. Officials said stress from the coronavirus pandemic may be partially to blame for the increase, noting that suicide rates across America rose from 2020 to 2021. Researchers also found higher levels of gun ownership among all Americans in 2021. That's a complicating factor since most veteran suicide deaths involve firearms. An important note, officials emphasize that suicidal thoughts and actions are rarely the result of a single factor, and addressing the problem will require a complex array of support services and public education efforts. VA researchers found that veterans are nearly twice as likely as their civilian peers to die by suicide. That's a persistent trend in recent years that has led to billions of dollars in outreach and intervention programs over the last 20 years. Fewer than 40% of the suicide deaths among veterans involved individuals who had recently used VA health services. Department leaders said that points to the need for wider community involvement in helping veterans in times of crisis. Researchers found lower rates of suicide among veterans aged 75 years and older and those 34 years and younger, both encouraging signs but they also reported higher rates among women veterans, homeless veterans, American Indian and Alaska Native veterans, and numerous other subsets of the veteran population. In the last year, VA officials have launched several initiatives to help provide additional support services to veterans experiencing mental health emergencies. That includes offering no-cost suicide prevention care at any healthcare facility, VA-managed or unaffiliated with the department. Officials say that effort has helped 33,000 veterans since January. The department has also increased campaigns focused on the safe storage of firearms, which were used in 72% of veteran suicides in 2021. Anyone in need of emergency counseling can dial 988 to reach a 24-hour hotline or text 838-255.
And now here are some other stories that we're hearing chirps about. A California National Guard Humvee that was stolen in July was recovered and returned this week after a long pursuit. That's according to the California Highway Patrol. The Secretary of the Navy announced this week that an Arleigh Burke-class guided missile destroyer will be named after World War II hero Ernest E. Evans. Evans was the first Native American in the Navy to earn the Medal of Honor and one of only two World War II destroyer captains to attain it. The Turkish Parliament's Foreign Affairs Committee on Thursday opened debate on Sweden's bid to join NATO, but adjourned the proceedings until a later date without reaching a decision. And there may be more coming from President Joe Biden's summit with Chinese President Xi Jinping than just restarting military communications. Xi signaled this week that China will send new pandas to the United States. The National Zoo's three giant pandas recently began their long trip to China. After their departure, only four pandas are left in the United States, in the Atlanta Zoo. And on this day in history, in 1973, President and Commander-in-Chief Richard Nixon spoke to newspaper editors at Walt Disney World in Florida. I made my mistakes, but in all of my years of public life, I have never profited, never profited from public service. I've earned every cent. And in all of my years of public life, I have never obstructed justice. People have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I've earned everything I've got. The speech was in the midst of the Watergate scandal that eventually ended Nixon's presidency. He resigned in August 1974. That's it for us this morning. To get more of the top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com slash EBB to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at defense underscore news and at military times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted by me, Jonathan Lairfeld, and today produced by our video team. Today's episode features stories by Brian Harris, Noah Robertson, the Associated Press, and Leo Shane III. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Gruse. Have a great day.